Hey, welcome back. I'm an eagle. I'm not. Um, I'm not eagle. I'm Mokon. <laughs> Salut. Small. Who's the guy next to you? Compliments. Fais de chocolat belge d'ingrédients naturels. Nope, it's peas. Is that really Belgian chocolate? Made with Belgian chocolate. Okay. Fais d'ingrédients. Fais de chocolat belge. Made with Belgian chocolate. I don't know if it's Belgian chocolate. Maybe it's just like. Can you look in the ingredients, please, for us? Do you like Belgian chocolate or with chocolate? I like dark forest. Cake. We use real chocolate so everybody dark our forest soft cake. You change it again. Yeah, brings I did. You melt in your mouth bliss. Wow, I want some now. I know you melt in your mouth. It brings you melt in your mouth bliss. These guys know how to market. I'll tell you that much. This is good marketing. All right. Speaking of marketing, we'll dive into the five A and five B weeks. That was terrible segue. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> it's definitely awful. He could have literally said anything, and you were gonna say, "Speaking of whatever that thing was, okay, we're gonna so, dive into the playoffs." Uh. I saw the Buffalo Wild Wings no-show game, and... How was that? Tell me, tell me. Give me, give me. It was awful. <laughs> you want to be transparent? It was yes, awful. please. It was awful. It was because? awful. Uh, because? I, first of all, no-show is a complete, like, dud of a team. Uh, no-show? Like, yeah, no, are, they, but they're not very good. They're not a good team. They, they don't show up? They don't show up, these guys. But uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, big win for them. Uh, 33-13. Never was in doubt. They made some big plays in that in that football game, and I just felt like watching that Sorry, game, Pete. like Buffalo Wild Wings should have won by like tw- like thirty, if not forty points, if they actually converted on their chances. No show. Uh, it was a rolodex of quarterbacks playing for them mm. on Tuesday night, and the guy who I like on, on No Show, Kevin Loisel, who I was on the line Johnson on the sidelines. If this, he's a basketball player. I know who he is from his basketball days. If this guy actually played football like in his prime, he probably would have had a chance to play somewhere up left because this guy has yeah. great size, good hands, great feet, and unfortunately, he's on a feces-like team that soils the field every single week with the way they play football. And it's too bad because see what jokes that words man. Let's see what if you play with your team, a lightweight upper division or Eagles team, whatever Eagle team plays in. He would be much more relevant, and this guy would be much more of a threat than what he is on this current no-show roster. Yeah, I think that I haven't seen him play a few weeks ago. I would say he's a very good player, but he's been asked to do too much on a team that doesn't support him right. So I agree with you that if he would play in a higher division team where he doesn't need to be the number one guy, he has a specific role and got asked yeah. guys that helps him out. Yeah. So he does. So he's not. First of all, he's not facing double coverage all the time, and. The quarterback's able to teach him a little bit because he's not, like you said, he's not a football player. So he needs to learn a little bit. He would be a much be- much more improved than a better player. Yes, Eagle. The worst part about this game, you said no-show played like trash. They also forfeited this game because they're over cap. So Are you kidding me? I wasted an hour on, on Tuesday night to do this scorekeeping game with this bullcrap team over here? Their <laughs> offensive cap was 411.5, and their defensive cap was 419.1. Oh. The... Division cap is 410, so they're over on both sides of the ball. By a piece of margin, too. Yeah, by, by by 10 points on defense. Like, seriously. So this is going to be yeah. a 33 to nothing instead. And even by going over the cap, they still didn't play well. Imagine. 
A game that oh, sort of shocks me a little bit. My time, man. <laughs> was it the last game of the night? Yeah. <laughs> Solid. Man. Okay, so moving on. Yes. Super Saiyans, uh, Nakatomi Survivors. Nakatomi Survivors are a mess, man. But the reason why I'm, I'm mentioning this game is Super Saiyans, Nakatomi Survivors, was a three-point game, 33-30. to 30. Do you actually know how this game ended? Please tell me. Because I wasn't actually there. Neither was Pease. Neither was Mike Adana. I can tell you that. Neither was Steven Abrico. So... We had a shit ton of subs come in. Which are all better than you guys. <laughs> the score in this game was 32, and I want to say, wait, minus 20, 6. 27. So it will be 25. 30 to 25 was mm-hmm. the score with, uh, like, let's say five plays left, I think, something like that. Nakatomi have the ball from their 10. Three and out, Ooh. except on fourth down, because I think we were within our 10. We took a safety. Gee. Wait, that's actually smart, though, because now it's a three-point game. We're still winning, and instead of them getting the ball with close to our 10, they get it all the way on their side of the field, and we just give up two points. Or you play offense, but yes, go on. Well, fourth and four, right, from your own six-yard line, yeah. and you're up. You want to punt the ball, but you don't want to punt it that midfield. So yeah. take the safety, yeah. give away the two points, right. put them back on their own side of the field now. Smart. Except Super Saiyans are tall. Nakatomi is La- not. Last play of the game? Last play of the game. Yep. Hey! Jump ball. GM Kalethris gets mossed. By a Jargilla. And, yeah. and GM did a walk back to field three. Oh, we got mossed. <laughs> got mossed. And so... I mean, it, it sort of resumes the whole season for Nakatomi Survivors in a way. But listen, considering who this team was, like uh, Manu Dubois, David Daoud, GM Kalethris, Alex Promachet, David Weiss, and Denzel Edivo, it's a better team than the one that shows up regularly. And that's why it was close. <laughs> I mean, this is not a, a bad the five team. So, anyways, it was. But I'm shocked. What what surprised me a little bit is like David Daouf had his best game of the season, with like 17 for 26, 140 yards, five touchdowns, against one of the better te- defenses in Division yeah. Five. Right, like he played Super Saints is a good team, and they showed up, played well. So it's not so much that. Oh, you know, he had one one-off game or whatever. It's he, he showed up and he played well against one of the better teams in the division, and it shows the parity in Division Five A, where even the lowest of teams could compete against the best teams in the division. Mm-hmm. Playoffs should be interesting. Uh, I saw the U against Black Knights. The Black Knights winning thirty-seven fourteen. And Stefan Lazier was, I was like, there. He was like, "Yo, bro, make sure you talk about us in the podcast." I go, bro, you guys I have done nothing guy. in your time as Black Knights. Uh, Chad told me the same thing. He's like, "Yo, you have to talk about our team, man." I said, "Well, I'll do something." I was chirping in during the game. <laughs> I was on the sidelines. I get bored scorekeeping. I was. I know you do. I was, <laughs> I was chirping him, <laughs> and they actually play well, man. But I, I look at this Black Knights team, and I'm like, twenty-one for twenty-nine, two hundred yards, five touchdowns, no ints. That's a really good game. That's like a career day for, for Stephen. He's a good quarterback, man. He is a good. No, look, I've known Stephen for. He threw. He threw some of these like. So there was a lot of these throws where they looked like Stefan Arosier from FEF that we all know that you know doesn't look the part. And there were some plays, man. He looked like his old like CIS version of himself. Whoa. He made some. I'm telling you, he made like a 25 yard seam that looked like an absolute dime the whole way. And I was next to Joe Cano, and he's like, "Who's it's this?" It's actually Kano. I know, but we call him Kano. I know his mom is very upset at us. <laughs> I, I know. I out. heard the story. I found out. So he was next to me. And he's like, "Who's this guy?" And then he threw that ball, and I said, "He's like, he played two years, Kaka two years Laval. Like he's a very good guy. He, like he, now he plays O line for like senior. Like he's still yeah. a very relevant, good football player. He just doesn't look the part." 
And he's like, man, I don't believe you. And then he threw that seam, and I turned to him and was like, do you believe me now? And he walked away. <laughs> um, big win, though, for Black Knights. Huge win. Uh, Black win Knights, honestly, they, they, sh- they showed up. They played well. The team that was there for Black Knights on Monday night is the team that I feel like this is the best version of Black Knights I've seen in a very long time. And it's the team that could be uh, like a dark horse into the playoffs this season. Problem is, week in and week out, we don't have the same team Black Knights. Last week, they didn't show up well. This week, they were very dominant. I don't know what it was on defense, but the guys were like hungry. Like They were playing wild. They were playing aggressive. Uh, Joe Cano had a terrible game. Terrible, terrible game. He's had, he hasn't played wild quarterback, even in his other teams. Like He, he started off... Oh, like he had a bad drive on the first one, whatever it is, what it is. Then he sort of got back into it. Like he he had back to back drives where he he looked the part. He was making some plays. He was, but it just felt like he tried to. He went to the few plays that he had, and that was it. Like there was no other plays that he could use. And then he kept going back to the same plays that didn't really work. Right. Defense picked up on it. Uh, Black Knights were taller than his receivers, which frustrated him a little bit. He's looking for Nikki Papich too much. Uh, game I saw was Orsa against the Speakeasy. An upset, 32-19 win by Orsa. Yeah. Um, good win for them. Uh, they played really well in defense. Offensively speaking, they made some big plays. Uh, they were – they they actually played a, f- a good two halves of football. I thought Speakeasy, I'll be missing guys. Vince Orsa did not play. And a few of the keepers on this roster were not there. Yes, you go. First half, 25-13 Orsa. Second half, 7-6. to six. Yeah. yeah. Did everyone fall asleep? Or no, they played really good defense. That's what it was. Yeah, both teams sort of adjusted well. Yeah, and uh, for the game, you know, Simon finished early, so you saw then the second half. But, uh, but uh, obviously, like, I think it's a different game if uh, Speakeasy has Vincent Richard playing, and oh. maybe it's a closer game. Maybe we're not talking about a 25-13 first half edge for Orsa, but this is a big one for Orsa, a terrible loss for Speakeasy, um, given, again, that they were pretty much on fumes of roster players available to them. But I like how this Orsa team has been built. Uh, very good. Different styles of physical uh, uh, lineup here. Tall, fast guys, short, stocker guys. But each one knows their role fairly well. And they were definitely a, a team to not be messed with on Monday night. This week, Division 5A has the game of the week. Lake Gold Cup against A-Town. I was there for that one. I talked, uh, I talked about, we talked about Lake Gold Cup a few, a few times last week. I think oh, it's, I a, you did. it's a very good team. And honestly, uh, they were dominant on Sunday night? Was it Sunday? Monday. Monday. Monday night? Yeah. On Monday night. That quarterback for the Gold Cup is very fast, man. Dumb Le Fall. Yeah. He's so fast. And you're going to see it on the game of the week. There's so many times where you just beat the corner to the sideline and turned up. And you're... You reminded me of uh, that first... You remember? There was a quarterback. Uh, his first name is Jeremy. He had like a long blonde hair. Long ponytail. He played for a Jagerbomb. Yeah, he used to play for Jagerbomb. used to play you for... Uh, Gauthier? Yeah, that's Gauthier. it. Yeah. He played quarterback a little while, and he had like a 1,000 yards rushing one season. Reminded me a lot of Jeremy Gauthier and what uh, Sebastian Tsbourg is currently doing in Division Four with Matt Bears. It's, he's a good quarterback. He's able to beat the rusher as much as he wants, sort of the way like Jordan Mitchell does for blue chips. And it adds a layer to the, the Kukuk's offense. And he's, he's, he's a good pocket passer too, and he's, he's precise when he throws. Uh, I don't see considering how they played against Eight Down. I don't see them losing anytime soon. I, but can you trust a can you trust a dual threat quarterback, a guy who doesn't throw the many yards is, but like, can run? The thing is, he runs a lot, but it looks it doesn't look like design runs. It looks like he, 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 his first three wasn't there. Beats the rusher, moves. So I, I had the game playing. That's why. Oh. 
That's the game of the week? Tristan on the track. Thank you, Blastine. Can you mute it? <laughs> Thank you. There, I mean, at some point you're going to see a play where the quarterback just runs up the sideline and just tears everybody up. Very fast, very dominant player. They get, and the problem is we're talking a lot about this quarterback because he's the one that you're going to see the most in the game of the week. But the receivers are good, man. The whole team, offense, defense, they go cooks playing really well. They only have one loss. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm sort of excited to see them in the playoffs this season. I'm I'm curious to see how they do in the playoffs. Here's Nine. a run right now. Oh, here we go. Yeah, you, just, you see how fast he is, man. He's just he's just gliding by everyone yeah. as everyone's like huffing and puffing. Trying yeah, it to adds, it's going to add uh, like a very difficult aspect to their game offensively that's going to allow them to score a lot. Do you think, though, the moment he starts getting to a rusher who can contain like rushing quarterbacks, the game breaks down? Because if throws were okay, but you see when he's under pressure, he just kind of chucks it up. And that can cost you against some teams. Yeah, but how many teams in Division 5A has that kind of rusher? Like, if you look across You're the board... The analyst, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well said. Honestly, if you look across the board, the only teams that sort of worries me against like a matchup against the Gold Cup would be like the process. Uh, maybe Bruins. No, I don't trust the Bruins. Uh, I mean, that's about it, man. Like, Finesters hasn't been that good this season. Honey Martin are good, but they're not that dominant. ECW, they have a good rusher, but their offense hasn't been what we've grown to seeing. used to seeing. And I, I don't think they're going to slow down and go that much. Uh, it could be a trap game in the playoffs, but I don't know. So maybe the process only? Okay, so if there's only one team that could actually beat you in the playoffs and you don't get to play them, it could be a championship season for the Gokuk. And we could have the name Lego Cock on a trophy. On a trophy. Oh, man. That would be pretty good. Man. I blame yeah. Rob for not approving these names. <laughs> that would be pretty good. It is what it is. LGC? Uh, yeah, okay. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, sounds, that sounds wholesome. That sounds religious. Um, okay. <laughs> so let's talk about... Uh, Let's talk about some of the, the well, situations. We have right GLC, and you just rearrange the letters, right? Exactly. Pretty much. Pretty much it works. Okay, so you look at uh, BWW, Brocasian, uh, Tip Top Shade, Texas Rangers, Flamant Fou, and Le Voyou, right? They're 6th to 11th right now, and there's very little spacing of who is available where in terms of the divisional standings right now. Um, how does some play? This, how does this unfold, Simon, for these teams? Uh, do you think we're going to see the Rangers make it to the playoffs, even though they're on the outside looking in? Do you mm-hmm. think Brocasian and BWW can hold serve and be involved? One thing to mention, Buffalo Wild Wings, Tip Top Shape, and Texas Rangers have eight GPs. Everyone else has seven. Eight GPs. That's that's actually big, though, if you think yeah, about yeah, it. Oh, right? no, for sure. So if the only team that's currently officially eliminated from playoffs is Nakatomi Survivors. Woo! They're, they're, they're officially out. Welcome because to the road show. If they would have won, it would have been different. See you there. Uh, I might, be, might miss one day, actually. Super Saiyan. No! Canadian's playoffs. Super Saiyan's officially clinched the number one seed. In the uh, conference, eh? they've clinched the the third subdivision. Yeah, okay. Forget about the, the fluff. Team. Let's get to the the meat of this whole thing here. Okay, okay. let's talk about the teams that are in so, dire need of the playoffs. So the teams on the bubble that could, well, Rolling Mahomes also clinched. So the teams that are on the bubble, like you said, technically brothers, but I I don't see it with seven games. So, not lose, no. so no show. Tents and hammocks. Buffalo Wild Wings, Brocation, Tip Top Shape, t- Rangers, Flamafu, Levoyou. Flamafu and uh, and uh, Levoyou only have seven games. So they, they so have far. some space to work with. So they, ha- they have a little bit of space to work with. Texas Rangers are 3-5 and five tied with tip-top shape. But and it's, I believe it, Corey Wolowski will not be there this week for the game because no. he's on vacation. Yeah. But it this is this is a complete mess. Like in between the 4th and the 11th seed, it's a mashup of 8-6 to six points. Right? Right. 
So anything can happen at this point. Like no show has seven games played. They're four and three. So they're technically in a good spot. Yeah, but but after what happened this week, yeah, they could go four and six. Yeah, the the, the Buffalo Wild and Texas Wings. Rangers could easily go five and five. They could, but I don't think the Rangers will because the Corey Wall loss won't be there for them. So that's that's out the window. But so the Texas Buff- Rangers are playing Les Voyous and Tuesday Night Lights. The Tuesday Night Light games on a Saturday, so that's a win. And they're playing. So the big game is this week against Les Voyous, and they don't have their quarterback. No, like you said. So if if Texas Rangers are able to pull this one off, are able to beat Les Voyous this week, it's fair to say they're going to beat t- Tuesday Night Lights the following week. Could finish five and five, which would also knock down Les Voyous, who are two and five at the moment and are looking to get that win. Yeah. So if Rangers do win out, they'll be five and five. Uh, put Snow Show, Tensinamics, Buffalo Wild Wings, Brocation, Tip Top Ship in a bad spot. Lee Voyou would go to two and six. Uh, Flamafu are also trying to climb back in there. They've had some tough games, man. They've had some uh, games where they d- didn't look good this week. They lost 40 to 18 to Texas Rangers. Flamafu have three games left Ravens, Super Saiyans, and Tensinamics. So right now, that's, Simo, a, that's a tough schedule. Man. It's a tough schedule. So right now, if we had to project today, do the Rangers who's in who's out? Yeah, Rangers, Fu, and Le Bayou. Out of those three teams, who's most likely to get into the playoffs? I say, I say Rangers are going to make it in at five and five. I think they're going to beat Le Bayou, which is going to push back down Le Bayou a little bit more. Considering the schedule, I don't think Flamma is going to make it in. Nakatomi survivors are officially eliminated. I think Le Bayou, because of that loss this week to Texas Rangers, are also going to be too deep in. And it's going to come down to Buffalo Wild Wings, tip top shape, Brocasian. I see Brocasian make it in. It's going to come down to tip-top shape, Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings have on their schedule Big Fun Party Mix 8 and Gym Chasers. Oh, boy. Do they win any of these two games? I think they split. So if they split, they'll still be at only 8 points behind most of these teams. Can tip-top shape also split the remaining schedule of Keep It Together and Leave What You? Right. I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough. That's going to be very tough. And Tip Top Shape has the head-to-head on Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Even though Buffalo Wild Wings have played the same number of games, Tip Top Shape is in the eighth hole right now, and Buffalo Wild Wings are in the sixth hole right now. Yeah, just because of the divisional record. Right. Um, looking at EZW, are yep. they greater than the Bruins or the process? Are they better than those two teams? Did you just jump division? Yeah, you just went to 5B. Like, I'm done with this. We're going back and forth. We have to make sure we cover everything. But we've been on 5A the entire time. I know, I know, I know. I put it like that. I beg <laughs> We're your pardon. jumping back and forth? I know, forth? I know. I, I apologize. I had on the script like that. <laughs> no worry. We need to keep everyone involved, right? We can't disregard B. We'll go 5A okay, and okay. 5B. Can we uh, say we that again? 5A, Conference A. I know, I know. Don't worry. Okay. It's, a, it's, oh a sell. it's a sell, my friend. You don't do everything all one shot here, okay. Eagle. What's the What's the question, sorry? ECW. Yes. You, would you take them over the Bruins of the process? No. The reason why is... In the playoffs, if it's a playoff game, it's going to be a close game. And honestly, it's, it's a coin flip for me. Because EZW could go off and score 47 points in a game. I don't see Bruins being able to put up 47 points or um, the process being able to do the same thing. The only thing is their defenses are better. So there's a chance that they're going to get interceptions and then EZW is going to score only 12. We've seen it before where they yeah. just sort of melt away. In the regular season, across, the, across 10 games, the process and Bruins are a better team. Yeah. But in the playoffs, it's a one and done. You have a bad night. You throw one interception. These W are officially are now up 14. And they're a very difficult team to play 
down against, right? If you're if you're down against CZW, they're a very tough team to play against because they score so fast and they're so hyped and into the game that it sort of plays takes a toll on your team. I think I think ECW is kind of like uh, the underachieved. Well, they had very like we had high hopes for them coming into the season, right? Yeah, we did. Like, we were expecting them to be like the top dog and to you know finish the season with three hundred points scored and like be a very dominant offense. And their defense is not bad either, uh, but they haven't played well this season. They've had some tough games. They've had some bad games. And yeah. Look where they are now. Like they're not a gimme, and I would hate to play them in the playoffs. But aside from that, they're not as dominant as we make it to be. Uh, we look at. The confidence points. Voodoo and Spartans are sneaking up there. Quietly, I think they both have six wins. Yep. So, who do you give? Yes, Eagle. What do you want now? Again? Yes. We're five eight conference <laughs> B. Listen, we're doing. We're going back and forth here, man. Okay, keep everyone involved. Our audience is very confused. That's no, okay. Our producer points. Confidence points though, right now yep. for Voodoo or Spartans. Who are you giving more confidence points to at this point in the season? I'm gonna go with Voodoo again. I Voodoo. agree. Voodoo just had a big win this week. I agree. And uh, listen, I, I like I like Voodoo this season. I, they had two losses, but it's not bad. Like six and two is a very good record. I think they've gone well over expectations. Voodoo hasn't played, hasn't been this dominant, played this well in very long time. It's been a couple of years. They had one year. Uh, yeah, but under, wasn't that the zoo? zoo yeah, under the zoo. This wasn't the Voodoo though. It wasn't Voodoo days. But, but now it's pretty much the same team, really. Yeah, but uh, the reason why I don't trust Spartans is that they can't they can't put up points on offense. And you say that they have 181 points for in, in eight, eight games. games. That's terrible. I know. I'm just. Yeah, it's it's like 24 but, points a game. It's and I saw. I, I scored kept their game uh, a week ago, and they weren't impressive then. And that was a full roster. And whereas I think with Voodoo, I would put more my confidence points on them to make a deeper run uh, at this point in the season. I agree. I I just want to mention something though. GLC is currently seven and two. And they have 210 points for Spartans are six and two with 181. So they played one less game and only scored 30 points less. Yeah, but Jesse also oh, didn't score that much. 210 points in nine games is not great. Okay, but they're seven and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's with 210 points for. They're seven and against. two. Spartans are 181 yeah, to 126. They're seven and two with a plus minus of eight. Exactly. Okay, Outlaws so are eight and zero with a plus minus of one hundred twenty nine. But even Spartans, they're six and two with a plus minus of fifty three. Yeah, because their defense is good. The defense is good, but the, I don't. But do we trust never questioned their defense. We questioned their offense, offense for putting up twenty points a game. We love James Dandruff for his cinematography, but that's about it. I mean, uh, solid guy for FPF Junior. Yeah, Junior just playing Tom, fantastic. He's got like Spielberg for the kids in uh, PF Junior. Yeah, it's but, but check it out on Instagram. Exactly, uh, Ravens uh, are they uh, are they flocked right now with what they're going to do? Because I, like it. I do have a comment in chat from Marc Antoine Vallet, which is Ravens. Yeah, you're flocked right now, brother. See, see how we see how we just talked about it. We didn't have to mention. You could yeah. just said because, you, but whatever you're. Uh, okay, so here's the thing for you, Simo. Is that tie going to be the saving grace for them to get into the playoffs, yes. or the downfall? To yeah, them I now? think that the, that tie is going to allow them to not be knocked down by tiebreakers and whatever. Right now, it's the only reason why they're still in this. And considering that, you know, keep it together or not really keeping it together. Dream, <laughs> dream chasers. Dream chasers are not in a terrible spot. I mean, they're two five and one with a plus minus of nineteen somehow. Yeah. <laughs> and they're they're two games, they're one game behind Ravens. So if they're able to win one of the games, they'll be tied with Ravens. Uh. Did they play Ravens? They played. They played and tied Ravens. So this is super boring. 
They're playing Tencent Hammocks and Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, not easy. Not easy, but doable. Tencent Hammocks is going to be a tough game for the yeah, Chasers. Buffalo Wild Wings will be, will be in a fight for a playoff spot. Yeah. Not easy. But they're not easy games, but they're not impossible to win. Ravens, like we said, they only have one game left. And across the board, Palpatine is still in it, but they're Palpatine is not clinched yet, but... They're, they're in a driver's seat to clinch. Uh, a winner tie this week will clinch from a playoff yep. spot. Uh, Longhorns are at eight points. They're all right. If they're able to win, they'll be fine. Ravens, like you said, they only have one game left, so it's a bit scary for them. That's why. I think that tie could really be detrimental to them. If and they're they... playing Flamant Fou. So Ravens need to win this week. If they lose. So does Flamant Fou. So if, if Flamant Fou wins. Ravens, are, Ravens might not make the playoffs. No, that's not my question. Will they make the playoffs? Yes or no. Because Touch by an Angeletti has six points in only seven games. The odds of Touch by an Angeletti not winning one of their next games is very small. Buff- a big uh, big fun party makes is playing Buffalo Wild Wings and Tencent Hammocks. Right. They're going to split that. Right. So they're going to be above Ravens. Um, actually, everybody's going to be above Ravens if they lose that game. Because everybody's going to split their, their way back into the, the playoffs. Right. And we're going to see Touch by an Angeletti jump up. We're going to see Longhorns remain over them. Big Fun Party makes jump over, pushes Ravens to the ninth seed at the very least if Dream Chasers doesn't win one of their games and jumps them too. So if Ravens lose to Framafu, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Okay, so in Commerce 5B, right, we look at that uh, division of takeover to LeBroom, right? Those five teams. Uh, Eagle, do you have that uh, stands up there for Commerce 5B? 5A? 5B. 5BA. 5B? 5BA. 5BB, yeah. We're going back. Again? We're going back and forth, brother. Well, Let's we, we, we technically finished 5A. Yes, but anyway. We're going to 5BB here. 5BB, BB, BB, BB. 5BB? So we'll take over LeBroom and all those teams. Um, right now, which team in your mind, as strong as that division, that side of the division is, Simo, yeah. which team is the most vulnerable now going into the last two weeks into the playoffs? The most vulnerable to me is Stret Level Midnight and Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder are currently out. They're, they're currently ninth. Uh, need help is officially eliminated. Thundercats are officially eliminated. Uh, player recognition are in a tough spot. Mombamba is in a tough spot. So really, to me, it comes down to Tropic Thunder, Tret Level Midnight, and the Final Flamingos, and Finessers. Because of all these ties, right, Tropic Thunder is a point behind everybody. So here's a question for you before you get to that point. Right. Um... We see the NFL and CFL in college football where they move the two-point convert closer to the five-yard line. Is it time that we put the two-point convert at the five to encourage to have no ties? No. I think there will be less ties if you have But then why, where do you put the one-point convert? Same spot. So the one-point convert and the two-point convert is at the same spot. They're both at the five-yard line. Yeah. No, sorry, you move the one-point convert a little bit back, a couple of yards back. So you put the one-point convert like the two-yard line? If you want, yeah. Or at the one-yard line. Yeah, why not? I mean, why not? Because in theory... You put it at the one and you put the two-point yeah, guard at the five? I, I, th- I think this would eliminate ties, though. I really do. I think, that, I think scoring from the 10-yard line is tough. I, I never so, do it. So why is it, But that's my point, though. Right? With all these ties, that it's because guys can't finish off in converts, right? That's what yeah, it comes that's down exactly to, right? So why don't we move the two-point convert a little bit up, which will encourage teams to go for two, which would also increase the likelihood of having less ties. Bring it up to the rules committee. Yeah, the I'm meeting you keep missing every year, Mo. I'm with Coach Julian. <laughs> Not but then, literally, but I'm watching them. Well, then we get ties. But then, 
like the, the, call the, me the, up. The perspective is also th- these guys don't score like most of these teams that tie. It's not teams that scored on, on every convert, right? Like it's not a, just a one-off sort of mistake. It's yeah. We've had five possessions where we scored thirty-one points. We, you had five attempts at converts and you only scored one out of five. It's a terrible odd. Okay, so with all these ties we have, are with LeBron, Finesters, and Funny Flamingos, and thir- Fat Level Midnight. Okay, so Ani Martin, the Goldcock, the U take over clinched. Who's La- more, but who's the weaker team out of those three? Take over the U and Honey Martin and Lego. Oh, Labrim also clinched, by the way. The weaker team? Yeah. I'm going to have to go with like Labrim and Honey Martin, man. Like they're, they're, but they're good teams, but Lego Cuck, like we talked about earlier, I think they're very dominant. The U is having a great season. And, takeover, uh, is takeover is, is monsters. taking over this division. So uh, I think Honey Martin's a very strong team. I think Labrim is also a very strong team. I think yeah. both these teams into the playoffs will be difficult to play against and they're going to be a strong favorite. I don't see... So if the playoffs started today in 5B, right? If the playoffs were today, TakeOver would play Tret Level Midnight. The U would play Flying Flamingos. Honey Martin That's not an easy game for the U to play Flying Flamingos. The Honey Martin would play Le, uh, Finessers and Le Gros would play La Brum. That's a bad matchup, Le Gros Coq, Le Brum. It's a bad matchup, but I don't see any of these top four losing. To me, like uh, they're all winning, and then we're gonna have to take over Lego Cock, Honey Martin, to you, which is amazing game, by the way. I, I think Honey Martin be most vulnerable to lose. Oh yeah, uh, but but also no, Flamingos. What, yeah. As much as I like the U, I just think that that's just another bad matchup because Flying Flamingos somehow somewhere always have they have that pedigree of of FPF experience that come in. Uh, they they know ahead. what they're doing. So yeah. when they're playing against a team who's very one dimensional, is like this is the play that works for us. They're gonna take that one play, that one guy away, yeah. and beat us with something else. And so. it works in lower divisions because guys don't necessarily go out of their way to be more creative. Mo, uh, we have some agreement in chat around your idea for the extra points. Oh, from, look at uh, this. Macandre de Laurier. Yeah, but so. he agrees with Mo on everything because he just wants lifts. Look, look, look. Mo Khan, let me ask you this. You know the camera cuts off like above your head, right? Okay. Mo Khan, let me ask you this. Yes. Uh, we, we both remember what happened a few seasons back. Oh, the lift. And the, about the lift. Oh, yes. W- what did you do since? I don't know, man. So, so there's no other options to get so back in the city. Since you were in Dark Eagle, I'll give you some context. And Peace 2. And Peace 2. Yeah, Peace is here. <laughs> we were in Brossard. So, Marc-André lives in the East End of Montreal. Doesn't have a car. So he was At this time, anyways. Yeah, at this yeah. time. I don't know now. We, uh, I don't keep track of his, pers- of his purchases. Um, so, he was taking the bus to Brossard every week to scorekeep. That's like next level dedication right That's there. That's hardcore, man. So finishing at midnight in Brossard, that this is before I gave him lifts to the metro. Mokan offered him, "Hey, do you want me to drop you off at you know Metro in Montreal? I'll save you like forty-five minutes of travel time." He turned around to Mo and he said, "No, I'm good." The following week, Simon comes back. I go, Simon, he, he didn't want my lift, and then Simon, yeah, Simon, hey, can I get him right back in the city? <laughs> like, All right, cool. Every week we go. Did you mind? Like you saved me like forty-five minutes. I said, honestly, it takes me like you're on my way. I like I really don't. And I turned around to Mo. I was like, so he doesn't want yours. So he'd rather go out of his way to not be in a car with you for 20 minutes. Yeah. Wait, so what did you do now? I don't know, man. I think it's the winter time. <laughs> the elements really dictated his, his options that he has available to him. cold, man. Do I wait for minus 25 degree weather for an 85-minute bus ride home or I go with Mo gone? Produces an answer. Ask Mahali. He's listening. He'll let us know. Awesome. We talk, we talk NFL draft, man. He's hardcore, man. He's a hardcore Browns fan, eh? Yeah. Die hard. This guy's like, I don't like Kareem Hunt. I'm like, oof. 
Yeah, he's well, hardcore man. Honestly, but he, he, honestly, if you if you ever talk to him on the sidelines, he's a great guy to talk to. Like yeah. FBF, NFL. He's like the Tony Romo sidelines to he, bring he down know, plays. Oh, yeah, yeah, he knows everything about FBF, yeah, man. Yeah. It's incredible. I I scored. I watched the sixth game, and he's like, "Yeah, they used that play like week three. You're like, man. Yeah, he's like Sean McVay and Tony Romo rolling to one. Like if you go, hey, week four, second half. Grocock on offense, 36. Oh, yeah, they ran a, we were out with this guy. This guy ran a post. guy ran a drag <laughs> over, hit the drag. However, the safety was playing a little bit close to the line and kind of hesitated with the quarterback. So he definitely has that ability, man. He's like a Rain Man type of guy. All right, it is now time for Games of the Week. Wait, right. Wait did we not do 5AA? We did. 5BA? We covered everything, man. We covered everything. No, we didn't talk about Bruins processes and people you Black Knights. Well, we talked about A-Town. We talked about it's okay. Team. We're jumping back and forth. Yeah, okay, okay so we'll, we'll, we'll do. Okay, so we'll just so quickly let's wrap it up. Yeah. Five AA. Uh, let's do need help versus Honey Martin. <laughs> okay, so we're going games of the week. We're not doing <laughs> games of the week first. Then we'll go back to recovery. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're jumping. There we go. Honey Martin. Yeah, yeah, Honey Martin. Okay, let's do flighting flamingos versus La Brume. Flamingos. No, give me La Brume, man. I like La Brume this season. Uh, let's go with Finessers versus Threat Level Midnight. Finessers need to win, man. Badly. So does Threat Level Midnight. Both these teams, man, it's a tough spot Give me to be. Finessers, even though they're going to choke this game away. And yes. Ooh. Uh, Orsa versus A Town. Orsa, man. Team Orsa Orange, had a good game. A Town started off not bad against the Go Cut last week, but it no, just no. it just melted Orsa, away. Brother. I got a few more actually. Sturdam versus Le Baron. Baron. Yeah, give me Baron. Sorry, Sturdam. And uh, you know what? That's going to be it, I think. Okay, perfect. Let's get back to 5AA five then. 5BA. Five, five five yeah. 5BA. So we took care, so of, Bra- we took care of the Bruins process. Bruins, ECW, the process. Black Knights took care of. Clinched. Uh, Black Knights and Les Easy pretty much clinched also. Yeah. Uh, so we're th- talking about Tough Lungs, Punishers, Surdam, A-Town, Yeah, three games, three-point lead on, uh, Orsa, on Punisher. Orsa, Orsa could technically still be in. They just need to win one of the games. Uh, dope boys and the Kakaj was pretty much finished. Yeah. So Orsa, I would like to see if you if you like it comes down to what you said. Orsa is able to win one or two games. It's going to come down to Sturdam and Punishers winning. Punishers only have one game left at three and six. Yep. And they're not playing well. No. They got demolished by uh, Threat Level Midnight last week. I could see Punishers finishing three and five and ten and seven and then falling down past A Town, Lebahon, and Orsa and finishing like. 11th. Yeah, I, I I think punishers can pull it out though. If they get one more win, then it's either fate. But I think they can pull it out and get the the. Well, they need spot. to win, right? And like, we agree on that. And punishers is playing Les Easy. Not easy. So it's it's a winnable game. But yeah. For some reason, our producer didn't decide not to pick that game. But whatever. I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, we have more. No, we don't. <laughs> uh, we have a confirmation from Macandre saying, ha, 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 I will explain it to you on Saturday. And then I imagine this is kind of like the long story short. You were scaring me, Mo. Yes, of course. Nice. The TLDR version of, of, course, of Macandre's course. on these stories. All Tough right. one is going to make it. I think Sturdam with seven ga- with three games left are most likely going to at least one or, the, one or two games. It's going to come down to... A-Town, Le Baron, Orsa, and Punishers. They're going to fight for that last playoff spot. All right, then. Magic words, please. No, we got picks for 5A. Oh, yes. Forgot, yes. Idiot. We're going back and been? forth. I know. I got to uh, wash them, actually. Here's a fun one. We're at the top. Spartan and Voodoo. Give me Voodoo, Voodoo. man. Voodoo. Yeah, this is, a, this is a playoff game. Voodoo. Here's another fun one. GLC Outlaws. GLC. What's with your face? 
Because they're good games. These are the top four <laughs> no, seeds. No, give me Outlaws Men by a long shot. Sorry, Jesse. Okay. Your boys will find. We have uh, Buffalo Wild Wings versus Big Fun Party Mix 8. Buffalo Wild Wings. Nah, give me Big Fun Party Mix 8. They're looking for a sub. They're going to find somebody good. Uh, keep it together. One chance to keep it in. They're playing tip-top shape. Tip-top shape. Yeah, tip-top shape. They need that win. Uh, Dream Chasers, Tents and Hammocks. Uh, give me Dream Chasers, man. I, I'll, Tents and Hammocks are a good team, but they're slowly they're, they're spiraling a little bit. Man, something's went off with your phone. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Text You're, messages. You took off his phone, put it on, put sound on it just so he looks good. That's I, I need to go to the watch. We got to open the door. Did, eh? That's You're what like, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my phone's blowing up. I gotta go. <laughs> so, Dream Chasers, Tents and yep. Hammocks, Mo. Tents and Hammocks. All right. Uh, let's go. Leave YU, Texas Rangers. Rangers. Yeah, give me Rangers. Uh, Brocasion, no show. Brocasion. Yeah, give me that Brocasion. And Flamant Foo versus Ravens. 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 It's a, it's a tough split. I think both teams need to win. Ravens cannot afford to lose. Neither can Flamma. I think give me Flamma four in the upset. Ravens are gonna go three, six, and one. All right, match words, please. From all of us here at the Week Extra Point Live, nobody gets this reference, but I'm gonna keep doing it anyway. Good night, Roma. They're getting rid of the Booger Mobile, eh? Straight side. Yeah, yeah. So they got rid of Witten yeah. and Booger. We're also still technically live on mics while we're doing the outro. Yes, sir. Like we always do, yet you guys seem to always forget.